from MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, your contractor, Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And today on the program, it's time to take a trip down Electric Avenue. Most of us are used to flipping on a switch and uh, watching the lights come on. But what do you do when you flip the switch and nothing happens? Also, what do you do if you never have enough power outlets and, and you want to add to your home? Or how do you stop always tripping your circuit breakers? We welcome Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Service to answer these and more questions about your home's electricity today. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101online.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. MVP Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, it's time to take a trip down Electric Avenue. Oh, wow, the electric slide. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a minute. <laughs> Most of us are used to flipping on a switch and watching the lights come on, but what do you do when you flip on the switch and nothing happens? Also, what do you do if uh, you never have enough power outlets and you want to add to your home? Or how do you stop always tripping the same circuit over and over and over? That's the microwave circuit. We welcome Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Services to answer these and more questions about your home's electricity. You can share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Now, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I am sitting in a room with three contractors, one of them, which is specifically an electrician. And, you know, you've been waiting to call this guy to ask about your issue. So go ahead and give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. How's everybody doing this morning? I'm I'm doing great. Glad, glad to be here. Glad our uh, electrician is here with us today so we can talk about uh, electrification. Right. And not dying. All right, Dale. Oh you man, doing? just blessed, wonderful. Uh, what are you working on, man? Right now, we. Um, I saw. I saw you had like a bathroom remodel. Yeah, we we are. Um, the whole house. The lady snuck it in on us. She was like, "I want to sell this house." And then all of a sudden, she said, "You know what? I'm going to remodel it. I want to do the kitchen. It's coming next. We've ordered um, some um, some countertops, and we got new cabinets." And um, just, you know, the whole house is getting something. Every room is being touched, so we put new doors in. That drives me crazy. You know, I've done the same thing, been ready to move out of a house and fix something in the home to make it so much nicer. And I'm like, you know, I could have lived with that for the past five years, (laughs) but I didn't do it. But the next person will be able to enjoy it. Oh, they come into a ready-made house. Right, right. How about you, Jeff? What are you working on, man? Uh, Of course, we've got uh, our new construction going. It's going very well. Mm -hmm. And... um, our bathroom and kitchen remodels, um, of course, you know, finishing up some fire jobs. So, wow, we are uh, we're extremely busy right now, which we're all proud of that, right. and uh, 
Looks like weather will be on our side for uh, at least, at least the next days. couple of weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Good for you. And, of course, uh, we welcome in today our electrician, and uh, Hank, Hank Perot, and he's from uh, Houseworks Electrical Service. It's, I guess that's like your sister company, baby company? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. we, can, we can call it that. Okay. Um, uh, the electrical side is doing very well, okay. so we're, we're proud of that. We opened it in uh, uh, January of this year. Uh-huh. So, All right. So, Hank, what are you working on, man? Um, we got some new construction stuff going on, uh-huh. a few fire jobs that we're working on. Okay. Um, now, I wanted to ask you, Hank, what? how did you get into uh, being an electrician? It's probably been about 20 years. I went through the IBEW, uh-huh. their schooling down there for five years, which was really good. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, so you got this. So that's the kind of training you did. Oh, 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 oh. speaking of training. Check this out. Wanted to mention from Gulfport High, uh, there's uh, Gulfport High skilled trade teachers Gerald Huffman and Patrick Wadsworth were named finalists for the 2017 Harbor Freight Tools for Schools Prize for Teaching Excellence. Uh, Isn't that cool? So these guys are are doing really well teaching folks how to uh, do these things not only for themselves, but possibly make a living in the future doing them. So... Uh, very proud of that. That's very cool. One of one of uh, ten finalists selected, and one of them from Mississippi. What's I up, think Mark? the name of their uh, class <laughs> is called Construction Services. Construction oh, wow. Services. So they teaching you know the high school students to have a, a certain set of skills that they can take to like a trade school right. and get fully certified. But oh, they wow. come in already with a good knowledge base because yes. they took taking construction <laughs> services. Boy, we could use that. I, I'm That's telling a good you, story. you know, being in the industry, that is so important that we get our young kids uh, with interested some, in the trade. Yeah, yeah, get get, get, get yeah, get them trained up in some form or fashion. Um, we're not going to quit building houses in this country. Right. Well, and, and the, the true fact is, and, and to mention on this show, I guess, is, is interesting to mention, uh, you know, less than 20 percent of Mississippi's uh, population is uh, college educated. Yes. So that means uh, over 80 percent of guys find something else to do. Yep. So work with your hands. Right. So anyway, all right. Uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Okay, Hank, let's go ahead and get to it. What is the most common problem you're called to fix? Usually it's going to be a, um, as common as a bulb blowing. Mm. Or, Someone know. will call you for a bulb for real? Yeah, um, my bulbs are blowing too fast. Oh, so, bulbs are blowing too fast. Right. Okay, a lot of a lot of times, what the issue is, your power fluctuates from 115, 116 volts uh-huh. to 126. Mm-hmm. So every time mm-hmm. it goes above 120, usually your 120 volt bulbs, which are the most common, will uh-huh. blow. Now, uh, the the other day we had a caller call in who asked about uh, a bulb continuing to blow, and I gave them a remedy that I tried one time that I read online. Uh, you tell me if this is real or not, but they had mentioned that uh, the bulbs blowing off and make sure that you've not screwed those bulbs in so tight every time that it's actually bent the little tongue thing in there to where it's making a bad connect. It'll go through bulbs one after the other. Yeah. Uh, and they told uh, you to turn, turn the lights off and go and bend that tab back and then do not screw the bulb 
all the way in to where it's completely tight, but just a little tight. Right. And I've had people, you know, you screw them in so tight, you just you end up busting above trying to get them out. Wow. And, right. Uh, they just there's no reason whatsoever they have to be that tight. Right. Um, okay. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. What kind of electrical issues are you getting into, Dale? I got a little question now. If your um, fixture is making a humming sound like the bulb is, is could that be the bulb or the fixture? What? It, it almost sounds like it's not making good contact, and it's actually a, like a sizzling. Yeah, like it's like burning, bacon frying. Yeah, a burning sound. I mean, if I hear bacon frying, I'm running. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yeah, about it. So it's I might time be to call your insurance uh, company. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, no. like my house might be, you know, a fire risk there. I'm, I'm gonna and there was a, there was that a thing that uh, a question that Java gave me to ask is if the lights are flickering in your home and there's no bad weather, what could be the problem? Well, mm-hmm. I'm leaving because the ghosts, <laughs> because if the lights are flickering and there's nothing going on in the world, somebody else is there to get me. Yeah, and I assume that that's usually going to be a loose wire. A lot mm-hmm. of times it'll be in your outside panel. Uh-huh. Uh, if not in the outside panel, it could be on the power company side. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, especially where the transformers are on the ground. Mm-hmm. Ants get in there for the heat and build beds and cause a bad connection. Oh, wow. So ants are a big issue in electrical. Uh, that and uh, and your condensing unit. They will they will build uh Oh, about your AC? Sure. Right. Sure. You know, speaking of lights going out, we uh, had, a, had a customer call us yesterday, and she told us that um, – um, her shower light would go would go off all by itself, uh-huh. and then it would come back on. Then it would go off, and so uh, so what switch downstairs was controlling this light? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, uh, just so everyone knows, this uh, depends on what kind of can light you have. When that can light gets hot, mm-hmm. it will the light will go off, which is a safety measure, mm-hmm. and. Um, so instead of doing anything um, up in the attic, we just switch the actual can trim out to an LED, mm-hmm. which also gave the customer more light and um, uh, will not produce the heat. Right. Yes. So. It reminds me, there was a scene, uh, if you guys remember, if you ever saw Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase, <laughs> there's a moment where he keeps trying to plug in the <laughs> yes. uh, Christmas lights and someone keeps turning off the switch that controls right, that right, outlet. Right, so. Yeah, that's that's been pretty much my life over and over. Uh, so how much does light bulb wattage really matter? Let's say I go out and I get a fixture, just a John Q fixture to put in, just a kind of a standard cheap little fixture, and I put this fixture in, and I want to run a 120 in there, or I want to run a, a or I don't know, I mean, different kinds of bulbs. So what what do I need to look for if I just buy fixture? About 100% of your fixtures are going to be rated for a 60-watt bulb. Really? So anytime you go above that 60 watts, it creates heat, burns uh-huh. your sockets up, especially if you got, like, the chandeliers. It's got the little candle deals that slide over them. Right, yeah. It, you know, you melt those. Mm-hmm. Really? So, I mean, most fixtures are rated for 60 watts, and they say that on there. Uh-huh. And um, so anytime you get into a higher-wattage bulb, you're... You're just damaging your fixture. It's crazy wow. because and they sell 100 watt bulbs right. all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're not you're not in 75 watt bulbs. I mean, I mean, I've bought those my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, so if it says 60, don't go over that. That's the largest you should put in it. So, is the answer to just buy more lighting? Well, or? the answer nowadays is you can buy LED bulbs. Uh huh. So, you know, you take a LED bulb that's 100 watt. It only uses like 23 watts of power. Uh huh. 
plus you're going to get a lot brighter light out of it. And it's not as hot. And it, it right. creates and it, no and heat. It, yeah, yeah, it stays wow. cool. The LEDs have a big factor. They create no heat. Uh-huh. If you have them on the outside of your house, they also attract no bugs. Oh, you know how you're... Whoa, you're wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Now that one... <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. That That is over the line right there. Okay, it's so let's get this me. straight. Before we go to break, I want to know... You just said that LEDs don't attract bugs. So if I go to my house right now and I install LED bulbs around the house and like the the light switches that you turn on. Soffits, floodlights, anywhere like that. It won't attract bugs? If it attracts bugs, it's going to be two or three. You take a regular your your regular bulb it goes in your light yeah. on your porch. Yeah. Screw it on you turn it on uh-huh. and then have a LED on the other end, turn it on. This one'll be covered. The regular one will. Uh-huh. The LED two or three bugs around it. There's no heat. You, you, right, yeah. You know it's it's, no it's, heat. it's 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 gotta be the heat yeah. that that's attracting them. Instead oh of the light. Gosh. I thought it was a bug part because they just come straight to the something. light. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a come to the light. It's yeah. come to the heat. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe John's listening and he'll call in. Right. <laughs> All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. You know, we're going to be uh, right back. What electrical or wiring issues are you having at your house? For many, uh, if it's been beyond changing the light bulb, it's time to call the electrician. But you know what? We, you can do some DIY stuff. You just got to be really careful. Let us help expand your DIY skills today and give us a call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Sammons is here from Houseworks. Our guest today is Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Service. We're talking about keeping your home's electric electricity happy and healthy, including us. Uh, join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. Let's go ahead and go to the phone. Ed is in Brandon. And uh, th- this... Uh, Ed, I'm so sorry about this. The dryer trips the breaker. That's got to be the most annoying thing in the world. What's going on, Ed? An older dryer, and it seems to run pretty well through a cycle, and then the next time I put something in, it'll trip the breaker. Mm. And I took, open the door and let it cool off. It feels like it's getting hot. And then I set the breaker again, and it'll, sometimes it'll run all the way through the cycle. Sometimes it'll trip the breaker again. I'm just wondering if that's in the dryer or if you think that the breaker's gone bad or what do you, what do you guys think I might need to do? Yeah, uh, a lot of times if you run your dryer, you run it through a complete cycle, and then you run it again, the breaker will tend to get hot if it's an older breaker, um, and, and that will cause it to trip. Uh, the only other thing I could possibly think of would be maybe if the element was ever changed and it's a higher wattage element than what was originally in the dryer or something. Was no, it? No, what, dryer's never been worked on. What's the amperage of the? What is it? Uh, the breaker that it goes to? Oh, good heavens! I don't know. It's the one that's been in the house for years. It's been every dryer I've had had this. About the third dryer uh, oh. has been plugged into it. I I don't know what the amperage is. So. You know, I'm I'm getting a th- I'm getting a thought that it might be the uh, exhaust uh, 
vent vent may be plugged. Did you check that? Yes, I've taken that tube off and uh, cleaned it out real good, and it's it's venting Everything, out. Everything's clean. Vents hmm. into the garage, unfortunately, which is a dumb yeah. idea. But well, right. you know, you can rest assured we cannot do that today. So yeah, that's that, against that, code that, now. That will not pass code today. Right. Um, it, does the, does the dryer do the dryers themselves have a heating element that uh, a automatic temperature switch that would cut it off if it gets too hot? Oh yes. Uh, they do, and they make that, uh, depending on the dryer, uh, we've talked to Timmy in here before from AC Remedies, and there is a thermostat in there that will turn it off if there is if, if it gets too hot. But that yeah. wouldn't break, trip the housebreaker, would it, or would it? No, no. The whole point of uh, that thermostat, that sensor, is to turn it off before it gets to the sure. breaker. So, so something's going on with that dryer, and uh, I don't know. You know, changing the breaker is a relatively inexpensive, um, inexpensive fix. You know, you could try that. Yeah, um, and if you've got a fifteen amp, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe it should be on a two pole thirty. A two oh, pole thirty. A two pole thirty amp. And if I was going to change the breaker, I'd also go ahead and check my connections inside the receptacle itself that the dryer plugs into. Uh huh. Could be a loose wire there, maybe. Get that ad. Start with an electrician rather than with the repair dryer repair man. I, I probably think that's the yes. way to go. Yes, yes guys, do you agree? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a weak breaker there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate it, Ed. Thanks, guys, and say hello to Kevin and all the guys at Radio. I used to work for public broadcasting in the television division for 30-something years. So oh, wow. Appreciate all you guys, too. Fantastic. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate right. your call. Take care. Yes, sir. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can call Fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Margaret is on the line in Mobile. Ooh, and she's got a good one, rewiring an old home. How old is this home, Margaret? So the home was built in 1939. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, the old, it's in the old Midtown part of Mobile. It's a smaller house. And when I moved in uh, three years ago, I had all the outlets replaced. Um, but, of course, a lot of them weren't three-pronged. And, you know, I have ceiling fixtures that I know I probably need to replace. But what's involved in rewiring, and is it necessary? Yes, ma'am. I mean, everything now is, is basically the three-prong as far as your receptacles. So, therefore, with the older wiring that you have, you probably don't have a ground on anything. Um, and as far as some houses are really easy to rewire, some of them can be more difficult. It just kind of depends on, you know, the situations, how it was built. You know, mm-hmm. that old house probably don't have the fire blocking in the walls like some of the newer ones do now. Um, right. But it, it, it would be a, um, a a good thing with wiring that old. Yeah. I uh, have the whole house. What, you know, I'm not asking you for an estimate, but what's the pricing on rewiring a house? It's about a thousand square foot house. Go ahead, hold his feet to the fire. <laughs> yeah, there's really no way to tell what <laughs> see yeah, exactly you, what you need. You know, really, until you you can kind of lay eyes like on one and look at it, you don't know what's involved in it. Um, you know, some of them is have access from underneath, so you can actually it's easier to run it from the bottom rather than doing everything through the attic. Um, right. So it, it, it's really kind of hard to say, but you normally figure it's going to be double what it would cost you to wire a new house. 
because there's yeah, a lot I more labor it. involved. It's a remodel. So, yeah, so if you were if you were doing a new house, uh, that would probably be somewhere around four bucks a foot or so. Yeah, you're, you're so doing four thousand. A new so. one, a new one, Margaret would be four grand. Uh, uh, just a rule of thumb, figure eight grand um, okay. would be a would be a fair budget to at least start getting some quotes. Plus, you're getting okay. an upgrade. You know something new, uh, and, and too with the, with a nineteen thirty nine home, there's probably no uh, insulation in the wall in the exterior walls, which would 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 make it a little easier. Right, but, there's no there's no insulation in the walls, but it's plaster in the. Oh interior. wow! Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, always that a that's always an issue. It's yeah. fun. That, that really makes it fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Think about cutting through that. But you know, I think I think uh, I think it would be worth your investment. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. Sure. Mm, yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, we had uh, for the same reason we had we had a skeptic call in, and and uh, but I did want to mention this for the same reason that bug lights do not attract insects. It says LED lights, specifically the bulbs typically used in residential lighting, emit very little light in the UV spectrum. LEDs also emit little heat from their light source, further reducing their attractiveness to bugs. Uh, there haven't really been any significant studies done, but I'm saying the scientists, uh, the, uh, I'm saying if the electrician says that the LEDs don't pull bugs like the, uh, incandescents, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. You, know, you know, how many of the electrician changed? Right. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and that's something I've seen in my own eyes. I'm uh, right. If, if I can't pretty much verify something myself, uh-huh. I generally won't say it. We're doing our own study here. <laughs> to make a to make a, a good point here, where are you from? I'm from Louisiana. Right. right. So, so you Clinton, understand Louisiana. bugs and mosquitoes yes, yes. as well as we do. <laughs> good. All right. Understandable. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's uh, 877-672-7464. Now, what if someone is in, say, one of those older homes and doesn't have enough power outlets or... Or ran into this earlier with a friend uh, because it is an older home, only has two prong plugs and can't plug in half their stuff, but are, are using they're they're using the uh, adapters. The adapters. adapters. So so what's the are, are the adapters safe to plug a three prong into and then that two prong into your into your wall? If like a space heater or something like that, oh, no, man. I wouldn't use it for that. Okay, um, I mean they, they're safe to a certain point. So is that something you can plug a vacuum cleaner into the wall and feel yes, okay with? Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, me personally, because you're only running it for a short period of time, then you're going to plug it. Uh-huh. Um, Does the space heater heat up the wire? It, it, it can, especially oh, wow. in the older homes where you oh. don't have, you know, the older homes wasn't designed for microwaves and, right. oh, you know, wow. and all this updated stuff we have nowadays. So mm-hmm. they're really down on power. Uh-huh. Right. And, and I must say, microwaves must be a very power-consuming appliance yeah, because oh. they fry um, breakers all the time. Right. And me, when I'm wiring a house, I put a microwave on a 20-amp circuit. That's the only thing that's on that circuit. Really? Anything that creates heat is going to pull 12 to 13 amps. Uh-huh. Your 20-amp breaker is actually only good for 80% of the load, which is 16 amps. Oh. So if you have a microwave in a coffee pot, you're going to strip a breaker somewhere. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> 
Well, that's good to know. And also, something to check. Jeff brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and someone had called and was just desperate because there was an outlet upstairs that didn't work. There was an outlet downstairs that uh, did not work. Oh, the GFI. She couldn't figure it out, and Jeff had her go around and hit all the resets on the GFIs, which uh, for if you don't know, the GFIs are kind of like the square outlets that you have that have the two buttons. One says test, and the other one says reset. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that you're supposed to have in areas whenever you have water, uh, whether it be a bathroom, kitchen, something like that. But they're typically on dedicated circuits, um, or they're supposed to be. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes. And and so when one of those goes out, it takes out everything on that circuit. Uh, a lot everything that's wired to that GFI, it, it cuts it off. What's okay. that GFI trips, any plug behind that GFI, what they call on the load side of it, uh-huh. it's not going to work. Okay. And, and two, you know, people need to understand the importance of a GFI. They're, 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 Safety. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, that's, they're that's... around your water areas and they are outside. Mm-hmm. And the sole purpose for that is to keep you from getting electrocuted. Right. There was a lot of, uh, now think about this. This is the easiest way to think about it. Uh, you know, there's a tag on every hair dryer in the world that says, don't put this in the bathtub. Oh, right. yeah, but where yeah. do they use it at the most? But I'm yeah. in the bathroom. You, it's funny because the hair dryers have now begun to put GFIs on their uh, – On the cords. On the cords. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know? And then you plug into a GFI in your room. The whole mm-hmm. point is that hopefully if that hair dryer does drop into the water, everything will turn off. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the big you hope. do. Right. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're going to take a break. What electrical or wiring issue do you have in your house? We've got an electrician on staff right here today. Now, this guy pulling up into your driveway is going to cost some money, but you can ask him a question for free today. Is that cool? For many of us, it's beyond changing the light bulb. It's time to call the electrician. But, you know what? We can help you do some of this little stuff. Let us help you expand your DIY skills today and give us a call with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. The 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons, excuse me, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Service, and we're talking about keeping your home's electricity happy and healthy. You want that because it's one of the most dangerous things in your home. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, this is going to be the Jason tip of the day here. Okay, I did this a couple of years ago. And Java, you listening? You should do this. It's absolutely worth doing. Every homeowner should do this, okay? Like take a weekend day when there's nothing going on and, and and you can have power go out in your home. But here's what you do. Take a Sharpie, go into the room that has your breaker box, okay? Turn one of the things off figure out what it turns off, mm-hmm. one of the breakers, 
and then write it down. What breaker what, that, that turns off what lights? In and the I'm, correct spot, too. In the correct spot. The reason why I'm saying that is that we've had situations in the home where we've had a breaker blow or something of that nature. So all we have to do at that point is go into the breaker closet, and it tells us exactly what receptacle that went to, which breaker mm-hmm. that thing went to, and it makes doing these fixes much easier. We don't have to reset all of our clocks every time. Yeah. You know, throw all the breakers. <laughs> right. Just throw turn it. everything off. Right. Just uh, yeah. Throw it off. So which which by the way is code now. So right. Yeah. 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 All your new homes will be will be marked. <laughs> right. So yes. um, but that is if you if you don't have that at your house, it is such a time saver if you'll go and do that once. A lifesaver too. Yeah. Just yeah. mark everything yeah. on there. So um, what are some of the small things, Hank? That. Uh, Regular normal homeowners, not not necessarily handy people, but what what are some things? What are some things that they need to know about electricity around their home? What things can they help? What things can they do? There, I mean, there's lots of things like as far as the the, the new LED stuff that's coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean that that saves a lot um, since it don't create heat. It makes your home easier to cool. Oh. You know, in the yeah, that never occurred to me. Yeah, I got floodlights in the kitchen, so right. I guess that would be warm. Yeah, sure. I, it's, it's I could change that to an LED flood. flood. Well, not a flood. Like, not <laughs> well, like a, you know. Now look, we've all we've all grabbed a incandescent bulb. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They're hot. Well, yeah. So they are. You leave I mean, your fingerprints on there. Absolutely. So <laughs> it makes sense. And and LED is coming down in price to where. It's it's definitely the smartest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a great investment. Yeah, that's. I mean, our new homes do wire. That's all we use in our can lights is LEDs. I mean, we we put the right. LED trims on. We don't use anything else. All right, hey, you heard hey, you this from about a book. The electrician said that he's done LEDs all over his own home. So if that's not oh, an yeah. endorsement of something right there, that's that's the way to go. Um, can you tell? Uh, our listeners about the danger of having too many things plugged into a wall socket. Now, remember Christmas is coming. Mm. Yeah. So. It, it, extension cords. Uh-huh. Just frightened me. Extension cords. <laughs> yeah. Extension cords, all these little adapters, they buy the, right. the little six way adapters where you got, you put them on there and screw them on. Then you plug six things. Right. Right. right yeah. I mean, yeah. you got everything that's plugged into that thing is, is creating heat. At that point, right. So you run the risk of either if you if your wire's a little loose, it's going to melt the wire. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, cause your breaker to trip or could cause a fire if it's not wired correctly. Right. Um, I mean, it's just a numbers. It's a number of dangers to it for sure. What is it? What's going on when if for some reason you, let's say you plug something into an outlet, right, and the outlet moves a little bit, and when it does move, it flickers the power. What is that? Yeah. You have a, a wire loose. The most common thing you're going to find is on the back of that receptacle, uh-huh. and uh, which I'm 100% against. They are stabbing the wires into the back of those receptacles now instead of curling them and putting them on the screw terminals. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't tell you the cause I went on. They say, hey, you know, half of my lights don't work in this room, or I've lost power in two or three rooms. Right. You go to one receptacle. I went to one the other day. As soon as I touched the receptacle, the lady goes, oh, everything come back on. Right. Pulled the receptacle out. The wires have been stabbed in the back. They work themselves loose. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a, you're okay. If 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 you ever buy a switch outlet, something like that, and you look at the back of it, you'll see there are screws on the sides where you can, uh, like you said, you kind of curl the wire around that screw and, and screw it in. But an easy, fast, and obviously not quite as good a way to do it 
is if it's under what a fourteen gauge, yes, uh, uh, which is the thickness of a wire. You can plug it directly into the back of the outlet, but as you're saying, those will well, come loose. Yeah, and 14 gauge is the smallest that you're going to have in the home as right. far as your electrical wire, but that is what they are stabbing into the back of the receptacles and the plugs. The okay. 12 gauge won't stab, you know, right? It's too big, right? Okay. But it, but it's just you know, I've, I've had some other electrician I've worked with say, "Oh, that's a service call later." No, I don't want that service call. Right, no, <laughs> right. No, fix it right, right the yeah. first time. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Yes, sir. Now, that's someone you don't want working on your home. Anyone that thinks about um, doing a job to lead to a new job in the future, you just don't want <laughs> right. them working well, I, on your home. I know. You know, don't come back, please, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Let's leave a wrench in the wall and see what happens. <laughs> right. um, okay, so what are the things? All right, catch, catch this, Hank. What are some of the things to beware of when installing a appliance, like a refrigerator, washer, or dryer? Now, I bought a dryer one time, or I'm sorry, an oven, and the prongs were wrong. I had to go get a new cord. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the, your older appliances, stuff like that, come what they call the, the three-prong, mm-hmm. which was the most common. Nowadays, by code, your appliances have to be on a four-wire system, which means you have two hots, a neutral, and mm-hmm. a ground. The older days, you just had your two hots in the ground. So by code nowadays, when we wire a new house, we have to run four-wire okay. conductors to the appliances like your oven and your dryer. Okay. Oven wow. and dryer seem to be the big power sucks in the, <clears throat> in the house, outside of the air conditioning, I guess. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Linda in Port Gibson, and uh, she's got a question about outlets that don't work. You with us, Linda? Yes, I am. All right. Go for it. Yes, in my bedroom. Uh I have electrical, well, electrical outlets on the right side, they work. However, the electrical outlets on the left don't work. Don't work. In my bedroom. Miss Linda, that could be the issue that we were just talking about. If If the wires were stabbed into the back of your receptacles, somewhere along those receptacles, I'd find the last one that don't work or that does work, and open it up and check the wires there. Um, nine times out of ten, you'll find that they've been stabbed in. They've just worked loose, mm-hmm. and that's caused the other outlets to quit working. Wow. Or your bedroom could possibly be on two separate circuits. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, In the bathroom. Okay. And one of the outlets, uh, the top unit doesn't work, but the bottom works okay. Mm. Mm. Now, that's weird. Yeah, and that could be just a, a case of just being an old outlet Bad being wore out. Yeah. Linda, you know, yeah. the, the, the great thing, Linda, is that um, those outlets, uh, I know this is going to sound crazy, and it's such an important thing in your home. They're literally $1.50, those do outlets. They don't, they don't really cost anything, and they're worth replacing. Whenever you think something's out. wrong, it's worth it. You know, I mean, it. And and you use it so often in your home. Why wouldn't you go ahead since it's cheap? That's right. You know, you're not going to spend more than twenty bucks on anything. No, 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 not for mm-hmm. that. All right, let's go to uh, David on the road. Oh, we were talking about this earlier in the show. Aluminum wiring. I'm sorry, David. How's it going today? Yeah, very good. Uh, I'm driving down the highway here near Grenada, near Grenada. My son is buying a house, and it has aluminum wiring built in 1974, and we researched it. 
and they said the best way to handle that is to replace with a copper. The second best way to handle that is rewire the receptacles with a special crimp tool made by AMP, and that's what we've agreed to. Uh, is that the is that going to work for us? Um, they they make a connector that's it's a uh, copper to aluminum connector right. that you just like a wire nut that you screw on. Well, no, this is a special crimp. A crimp to do what? It, it connects a wire, a copper lead, to the aluminum wiring, uh, and it's a it's called a like a cope valve crimp. Hmm. Same thing, be, different terminology. You stop yeah, the yeah, electrician. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like the same thing. It's different. I've, I've never seen one of those. We've always, a lot of times when we had to go in and do that, we would just use the aluminum to copper wire connector and make sure you put a little anti-seize or no locks in there with it. And, and, uh, and usually works real well. And that'll, that'll, you know, that'll take care of that. We shouldn't have any problems. No, sir. You shouldn't have. The bad thing about the aluminum wiring is it, it swells and it shrinks the heat sweat, right. you know, uh-huh. vice versa. So the terminations tend to work loose on those. And, uh, you know, anytime I have to use it, like in a panel or what have you, I try to go back in three to four months and just check the terminations and make sure they're good and tight still. Should you give it a little slack or something? Well, you want to get it as tight as you can because, like I say, of the swelling and the shrinking factor. Oh, okay. okay. Um, all right, David. Thank you. It sounds like you're on the right track, man. Yes, sir. I saved my 6000 bucks. Right, thanks. All right, let's go to Sharon in Biloxi. And uh, you're trying to use a generator, Sharon? Well, I have uh, have one to use. I've never used it before. Mm-hmm. And my question is, of course, on the coast, we occasionally lose power. Right. Um, I would use it just to plug into my refrigerator freezer. The question is, when the power comes back on, mm-hmm. um, how quickly do I have to unplug uh, the generator? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt the refrigerator freezer. Yes, ma'am. You, you want to make the main breaker on your house. First thing you want to do is make sure that was cut off before you plug your generator to any of your appliances. That way, oh, okay. um, you know, especially if you're trying to that. run. If you're just plugging it to the refrigerator, okay. it, it's not a big deal because you got to unplug it from that generator to plug it back into your house power system. Right. But if you have one on your house, you want to make sure that you have a main breaker that you can cut off before wiring it up to your generator. Because if the power company's power comes back, they collide with your generator. Something's okay. going to pop. Yeah, Sharon, <laughs> I don't bomb. have I don't have my generator wired up to the house, so when no. when when I need to use it, I, I run a cord. Right. right. Uh, well, when I run a cord, I just run it straight through the refrigerator, pull the refrigerator cord out of the wall, and plug it straight into the generator. And then and then when when you get power back, you just unplug it from there and plug it back into the wall. Okay. Right. Okay. I didn't understand how that worked, and I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank okay, you very much. Thanks. Uh huh. We got a call from a uh, trucker. He's uh, running an underground cable under 25 feet, um, but as far as length goes. What gauge wire should he use? What is he trying to run on that wire? Okay, let's see. That's trucker running an underground cable. Let's say he's running a shed out back to um, run some power tools. And okay, lights. if I was running power tools, I would run. You know, I'd want at least 60 amps out there to run power tools. 60 amps. If you're going to run 60 amps, then you need to be running 6.2 or 6.3. 6.3, preferably because that gives you your neutral plus your ground. Okay, what gauge? Number six. Six. Number six. Okay. Write that down, trucker guy. Number six. Yeah, if you want 100 amps, then you run number four. Right. 
Um, now, let me ask you this. We were just talking about those generators. Can you talk about using a generator when storm knocks out the power? How do you, how do you figure out what size generator you need for your house? You calculate your load, what all you want to run on it. Uh-huh. You know, usually when the power's not on, you're not trying to wash and dry clothes. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and things like that. You want, you want so to keep you your, your refrigerator, you keep your, your freezer. Good. Right. Yeah, your refrigerator, your freezer, and maybe the microwave mm-hmm. and some lights. Microwave. Um, Dumb microwave. Um, so, so okay. So we want to keep the food cool, and we have kids in the home, so we want to keep the TV on, uh, which includes the cable box. So you can you can plug that one thing into into your generator, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and you, you know, the 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 normal size generators are probably sixty five hundred watts mm-hmm. or something like that, which should be plenty for that. But you just got to remember, you know, of course, for summertime you're going to be hot because you can't run your AC on that. Oh no. right. You know? So let's say if I've got five thousand watt generator, which seemed to be standard while I was looking around, there was a ton of five thousand watt generators. So uh, how much should I expect that to power? Well, definitely not your, your your AC. I mean, it can right. run your AC, but your AC only is all that would be able to run. And right. Maybe some, you know, lights. Of course, cool. there again, if you have the LED stuff, uh-huh. that helps your load because you don't you're not right. pulling as much. Um, right. But you definitely get your refrigerator, your freezer on there. Like you said, your TV, uh-huh. your cable box, some random lights, a bathroom lights usually important. Okay. You know, light yeah. in the kitchen somewhere in the center of the house. Now, what you could do too is step your game up to a twenty two kW. Uh, which is still cost effective. All right, you have to uh, define what you just said. Well, that, that's that's your that's what some people would classify as your whole house generator. Oh, it, yeah. it it really isn't your whole house generator, but it's permanently attached to your house. It's fed by either natural gas or propane. propane. Uh, when the power goes out, the whole house generator automatically kicks on. You have a transfer switch. Uh-huh. And um, you you have and, and explain what a transfer switch. You is. have milliseconds of losing power. Oh, cool. uh, all, all a transfer switch does is is convert you from pole power, mm-hmm. uh, uh, energy power, mm-hmm. to your um, temporary power, your generator power. It's called a transfer switch. Right. Okay. So you could you can do a twenty two kW with a, with your switch and your wiring for what it's, ten grand? Yeah, it's probably ten grand or yeah. so. But like I say, there's nothing to worry about. You don't have to go out and crank it if it's raining. Right, it's right. it's going to come on. You know, it monitors the power from the power company. So when theirs comes back live, uh-huh. it automatically disconnects the motor on the generator, idle down, right. run for five minutes, shut itself off. Let me, uh, there was a, uh, a question that I always get when I'm out and about. Everybody's got to ask about their ceiling fan. Uh, and I don't know. This is one of those things that I don't know why. I, but if you go to the store, they sell them on pallets. So obviously they don't last forever. However, um, but but a lot of people that I have asked recently, one guy asked me recently, and he put a ceiling fan up where there was not one before. And it was just a light fixture before. Didn't realize he was going to hang 38 pounds on right. the ceiling. Right. So, anyway, we're going to get back to that in just a second because a lot of people make this mistake when they put in a ceiling fan. Number to call is 877 
MPB rank. I'm sorry. I got to look at the script sometimes. <laughs> we'll it's a new number. Our, yeah. <laughs> what electrical wiring issues have you uh, had at your house? Uh, for many, it's beyond changing the light bulb and time to call an electrician. Ask us. Give us a call. 877 MPB ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is Hank Perot from Houseworks Electrical Service, and we're talking about keeping your home's electricity happy and healthy this morning. Join the conversation at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Uh, back to that topic we were talking about before we went to break. When installing a ceiling fan, make sure that there was uh, something within the ceiling that was made to hold more weight, a load. Yes. You know, um, when it, so if it's just a hole in sheetrock, do oh, no. not oh, no. right. <laughs> hang the ceiling fan oh, from right. it. Uh, and you'll see them when you walk in the houses. Look around because you'll notice the ceiling fan, the 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 sheetrock. Uh, that's that's right above the ceiling fan is sagging a little mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much weight on it. And eventually, if it, God forbid, it gets any water because it's coming straight down. Yeah, yeah and they uh, have they, a crashing plane. Mm-hmm. They, they actually make a box for that. That so if you go and you take your light fixture down, that's all that's there. Mm-hmm. You can pull that old box out, and it's it's a bar hanger. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get them at Home Depot or Lowe's. Well, when you stick it up in there, it just you screw it. Apart, which tightens up against your rafters, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you can mount, you know, seventy-five, eighty-five pound ceiling fan on it, right? Right. And, and it's going to hold. So. And uh, ceiling fans are, are are as far as wiring goes, electrical are not difficult. The and and, and if you follow the instructions, you, you should be fine. If you, the instructions of the box of the ceiling fan, you should be fine. The thing that is wieldy is putting those blades on. That's, that, that's probably the hardest part of the whole thing. It really it is. Together. Yeah. That's the people with most issues. Because a lot of times they want you to put those blades on when the fan is up hanging. <laughs> so you're doing all of this above your head. And oh, we know man. above your head work is tough work. All right, let's go to the phone. Scott's in Jackson. And uh, I always got a question about that aluminum connector that you were talking about. You with us, Scott? Uh, yes, actually, it was just a comment about it. The okay. gentleman that was discussing that. Uh, there is a... Uh, a connector called an Alumicon connector. That is a code legal way, and it's relatively inexpensive. They're barely over a dollar a piece. Whoa. Uh, Alumicon, what does that do? Uh, it is a uh, it is a bar with screws on it that already has that 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 uh, no ox in it, uh-huh. so it doesn't oxidize. Right. To uh, to change your your wiring from aluminum, so you can tie copper wires to it. Ah, okay. And there is a uh, um, Hank. There is a special connector to go between a uh, aluminum and a copper wire. Correct? Yes, sir. It's just got a copper to aluminum connector. Right. Okay. Usually, but you don't want to use just Joe Blow connector. No, sir. No. And why is that? The aluminum expands, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, some of it. I just don't. You know, um, the no is definitely the 
helps with the heat and stuff like right. that to keep it from from knocking together. And a lot of times it's it's really in panels because once that heat heats that lug up, you can't break it back loose. You end up breaking something inside the panel trying to get oh, it loose. So okay. We've uh, noticed that um, with the like the copper flashing, you have to use the copper nails because the aluminum nails rush around the uh, it, it it expands away from it. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. You, you need to use copper you on can't copper. Marry, you can't marry two different metals. Yes. Yes. So, That's right. Uh, okay. Good point on on flashing. The, yes. The, uh, you need to use same metals. All right. Good deal. Appreciate that, Scott. All right. Uh, Catherine is on the road at oh nineteen forties wiring. You with us, Catherine? Oh wow. Yes, I am. So what's going on? Yeah. My my mother's home. Some sockets work. Some doesn't. <laughs> my sister said. I mean, my sister. My daughter says, "Well, the whole house needs to be rewired." I said, "Well, y'all were talking about it." And I was just wondering, mm-hmm. if either was built in the 40s or the 50s, mm-hmm. what would you suggest? I would say, suggest definitely rewiring it. Um, yeah. Rewiring, at this point, you know, code is, at the, what, what are we, 80 years away from code at this point? Uh, it's, yeah. it's time. Yeah. yeah. And, too, you know, everyone needs to understand this. Everything has a shelf life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. And one thing that that uh, we do try to let folks know is that is that you know, honestly, some of these services like rewiring your home. I know what's in your head. You're thinking fifty thousand dollars. It's not that. You know, it's right. it's not going to be that. It's 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 better than that. When the house burned down, it will be. <clears throat> yes, if the house burns down, it's quite costly. But um, <laughs> the rewiring is probably a good deal for a 1940s house. I wanted to ask you a quick question. If um. You have 110 versus 220. Which is more dangerous? The 110 is actually more dangerous. People get that confused because the 220 is a higher number. Mm-hmm. But the 110 will actually grab you and hold you. Mm-hmm. 220 will usually knock you loose from it. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Sammons, and Hank Perot, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.